Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. Well, that was disappointing. The Colts fell victim to the Pennsylvania sweep. We will process through the game with the Steelers, look ahead to the huge trip down here to Dallas to play the Cowboys and also do our unstable pick six. So here we go. All right. Yeah, that was rough. Mm-hmm. It definitely it, was. It seemed kind of promising there toward the end. And then we just couldn't close it out. We had, we had a slow start. Yes. Uh, 69 yards in the first half. Total offense. Yeah, total offense, yes. Yeah. Zero. Zero yards in the first quarter. That That's embarrassing. The whole of the first quarter was zero yards. Actually, negative yards if you count the penalties. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan was 22 of 34 for oh. 199 yards with a touchdown and an interception. So... It's not bad. Not terrible. The yards are slacking a bit. Yeah, and the interception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor went 20, 20 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. So pretty solid stats. Yep. I think he added a few more. Uh, he was close to 100 when you factor in the receiving yards. Receiving yards. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jelani Woods, eight receptions for 98 yards. A little bright spot there. Yep, good for him. Uh, Michael Pittman, seven for 61. Solid day for him. Yep. Zaire had 11 tackles. He's now second in the league in tackles. Yep. Uh, Kenny Moore, 10 tackles, but he has an injury with shin, so he's out for that. Yeah, he's going to be out for a few weeks, I think. Ah, yeah. Uh, Unique had two sacks, which makes him the fifth player all time with eight sacks a season in his first seven seasons in the league. Only other ones to do that? Aaron Donald, Demarcus Ware, Derek Thomas, Reggie White, Al Baker, and Cedric Hallman. Rare company. So congratulations to him. Yeah. And then how can we forget the 89 yard return by Dallas Flowers, the undrafted rookie out of Pittsburgh State. Ah, yes. Well done. Well done. So... The question then is, what is the issue? I mean, the running game was pretty strong, so therefore the blocking game had to be pretty good. Passing game wasn't that bad because you see Jelani, Pittman. I think, honestly, what it is is just how he performed in the first half. That total yards of 69 is not good. Zero yards in that first quarter, not good at all. Yep. I mean, there's the turnovers. Mm-hmm. You got the interception on the first drive of the of the game that could be overcome. But then you had that first and goal uh, from the one fumble that was a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby O had at least three missed tackles that I 
saw that I observed. Mm, And so, and a lot of those would have been for no gain that ended up being significant gains after the fact. Yeah. They also can't close it out. Yeah. Like, just don't have that killer instinct. They've had it in a few games, like the Broncos game, uh, the Raiders game, but not consistently. Mm -hmm. Here's my other question. What about the clock management here at the end of the game? Mm -hmm. I saw that, like, I know uh, Coach Jeff Saturday, interim coach, uh, (laughs) said that he didn't see a problem with it to begin with, but then he came back the next day and said, yeah, I wish it would have done something. Let's go through a play-by-play of what happened here within this last drive. They need a touchdown to win. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of time to do that. Even though your offense didn't perform that well in the first half, it's doing better in the second half. Yep. So with 135 left, you have a first and 10 from the Pittsburgh 33. That play resulted in a seven-yard sack and fumble recovery. Yeah. Do you use a timeout? Uh, Honestly, I think just to – it's 135. It depends on how – far downfield people are. If there's a lot of people downfield, I think, yes, you call timeout just to get everybody back. But if they're close, don't call that timeout. Save that just in case you need it for later and get everybody back to the line quick. Yeah. I think that fumble caused so much disruption. I think you have to, like, you know, kind of collect yourself. Did Mm -hmm. they call a timeout? No. So what's the next play then? Uh, second and 17 from the Pittsburgh 40 since they got that seven-yard loss. Yep. Matt Ryan runs and dives yes? short of the sticks. Oh. Seriously? Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. Like, lay your body on the line. I mean, I know he's 37, but like... Still. There were, there were two guys standing like three yards away. He could have dove... A little bit further, taking a couple extra steps and dove and actually made the first down, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So, now you call a timeout? No. No? Well, I mean, yeah, you should. Like, even even Joe Buck on the broadcast was like, they should have to take a timeout here, I would imagine. No. No, they're not. So now you have a third down mm-hmm. and three from the Pittsburgh 26. 33 seconds left when you hike the ball because you didn't call a timeout. It's a third down. It's a big third down. You need a touchdown to score. What do they do? They run it up the field with John Taylor. Straight up the middle. Now, that is a third run up the middle from JT that drive mm-hmm that drive that's the third one I know that they've been successful but let's be honest if you're having a third one with that little time left and you didn't call the timeout to collect yourself I wouldn't count on it being successful yeah now you call a timeout yeah like finally, mm-hmm. like after that, after that run by Ryan, 
I was jumping up and down in the living room going, call a timeout, call a timeout. I didn't understand. So 30 with like, uh, it's like 20 some, no, I think it was 30 seconds. 30 seconds now on the clock. They finally call their first timeout. Mm-hmm. What are, they, what are they planning here? On a fourth down. You, I mean, you got to call it now because you got to collect yourself for the fourth down. But, like, you're calling your first timeout on a fourth and three. Yeah. When you have to score a touchdown and you're at the 26. Mm-hmm. So. It's fourth and three. And you set up the pass play. It's incomplete to Paris Campbell. Mind you, Ashton Doolin was down the middle of the field completely wide open. I know. He kind of had this, like he was the distraction route, but it didn't work. Like Paris actually had double coverage out there in the sideline. And what you asked him to do with that catch was insane when Ashton was running free across the middle. And you still had your two timeouts, but it didn't matter now. Mm-hmm. Steelers nope. ball. Victory formation. Take the kneel. Two timeouts left. Doesn't matter. Yep. All right. Well, um, what's your Mayflower move, sir? Um, honestly, it's got to be that fumble at the one-yard line for me. Like, that fumble caused so much chaos, and it we didn't score, and we were on the one-yard line. I agree. At the time that that happened... I think I said to you, I think it, that pretty much defines this season for the Colts. Yeah. So many opportunities. You get the first down and goal from the one-yard line on a, mind you, a great uh, pass interference call in the end zone from Jelani Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of made that play happen. And you fumble it. Yeah. Like, so many opportunities Wasted pretty much defines this cold season. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Mayflower move is the Dallas Flowers run back. Oh, that was good. I, like, even, even though it didn't end up, it changed the complexion of the game completely. Yeah. 16 to 3 at halftime. He takes that thing eight yards deep. Like, he didn't even think it was going to go that deep. And uh, from what I'm told, he probably shouldn't have taken it out. Uh, by the rule that, that they have on the special teams, but he knew that they needed a move. They, he knew they needed a play. He ran it out, and he was like a half block away uh, from breaking it mm-hmm. to the house. So that's my Mayflower move. Yeah. Who's okay. your star of the game? Star of the game. It was tough for me to decide between two people because I'm pretty sure who, you, who you're choosing. Yeah. So... And both these people are my fantasy team, so I have to go with both of them. Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. What? All right. Uh, There's not not many times, but I choose two. Okay. I thought I needed to choose two this time because I was down. Let me tell you a little story. (laughs) I was down by, like, 30 points in, like, I think it was around 25 points in my fantasy. Yep. I had Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman left, and he still had his tight end from Pittsburgh. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to win this. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Taylor scored, what, 18 points? And John and Michael Pittman scored 19. And that won me the game. And just for that, 
I have to give them the start of the game. Plus, they had really good games showing their own fantasy. They have really good games in real life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's a great story. Uh, my story is much less uh, uh, emphatic. But, <laughs> uh, I, I had Paris and uh, Mo Alley, and I needed about six points, I believe, to win my fantasy game, and they each gave me 3.4. So I won my fantasy by decimal points, not even a whole point. Yep. Um, but I picked the wrong tight end to be on my team because uh, I even considered it, but I passed and went with uh, Moali simply because Jelani was a little shaky coming off injury. But career day, he's my star of the game. Uh, eight catches for 98 yards. Yeah. Man was a beast. I think that uh, there's much upside for him. Um, he and Drew Ogletree getting him back next year, that's going to be quite the tight end pair. Uh, I sure. think that they are going to grow in their blocking as well. And they're just a, like a matchup nightmare, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, especially inside the red zone. So, yeah. Well,. Real quick, five games left, three games out of the playoffs, three games out of the first place in the AFC South. In the words of our once famous head coach, Jim Mora, playoffs? What do you think? Nope. No? There's no way with the Titans have been playing. No. Uh, I I just think it's too much um, to overcome at this point. I I think you jettison it. Uh, We might talk a little bit more about that in the Bite Size Blues coming up. Uh, next week so in honor of Jim Mora we just hope we can win another game but I'm not sure that's going to come down here in Dallas nope probably not We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor our little podcast over here just uh, email the unstable blues at gmail.com until then We'll just keep telling you about all the different things that we do. At Country Mountain Dogs, we've got Golden Doodles, Yorkies, and Burner Doodles all ready to go home before Christmas. Some of them are going to be ready in just about a week. Check out their cute little faces at Country Mountain Dogs on Facebook and Instagram. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about the Cowboys game coming up. Okay, let's do it. So the Cowboys, three losses. Mm Mm-hmm. Bucks game, Dak was hurt. Got hurt in that game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. At the Eagles, they started Cooper Rush, but it's the Eagles. It's at the Eagles, yeah. At the Eagles. And then it was at the Packers in overtime, a lot of questionable calls. Yep. All right. That's their three losses. Yep. So if we're for those, very narrow margins of things, mm-hmm. they'd be undefeated. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I, that is exactly what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing. The Colts versus the NFC East. Mm-hmm. They are negative two points in differential. That's not that bad, actually. They've lost two 17-16 games mm-hmm. against the Commanders and the Eagles. Best team in the NFL, Eagles. Yep. And the Colts versus the AFC West are plus 11. Wait. We're positive on something? Yes. Wow. 
if we were in a different division, this might be a different story. Mm-hmm. We thought it was an advantage that we were part of the AFC South. We just didn't know that we were going to get crushed in all the AFC South games. Somehow. Well, here's the other part of this that might be a little unfortunate here. Uh-huh. Uh, the Colts have a short week. Right, from Monday to Sunday. And then the Cowboys, they played on Thursday Thanksgiving. So they have like a tiny bit of a bye. So at the time of kickoff on Sunday night, the Colts will have less than six full days from playing uh, from the end of the game Monday night. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Cowboys will have almost exactly 10 days to the hour. That's over a four-day advantage. Yeah. That's just a disadvantage for us. Mm-hmm. Here's my take on why that might be an advantage. Let's say the Cowboys hanging out, watching Monday Night Football. It's Steelers versus Colts. They just tune in to check it out. They see the Colts getting, you know, beat up, especially in the first half. Yeah. What are their thoughts? Oh, this team isn't good. You can just stomp all over them. Right. And then we come in a little bit more prepared. Maybe we can get something done. That's that's my only thought. Maybe it works in our favor. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I'm not worried about the Colts' D versus the Cowboys' offense. Yeah. Maybe a little because they're potent, but not really. I trust our defense pretty good yeah. in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's our offense versus their defense. Yeah, like which one's going to show up? Exactly. Do we? What have we done offensively this season that's been like outstanding? Right. I mean, we had our game against the Raiders. We had our game against the Jaguars. That's the good offense games. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. And whenever we played the Patriots, because mm-hmm. Michael Parsons and Matthew Judon. Very similar in builds and everything like that. One and two in sacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Whenever we played the Patriots, that didn't go too well for oh, us. Oh, no. Our defense played well. Yep. Our offense was not good at all. Mm-mm. Now, so, different quarterback. Yes. But saying that, I'm kind of concerned for how Michael Parsons will affect our offense. Yeah. With that in mind, what are some keys to the game that you can think of? Honestly, you have to establish the short, like, short pass game. Think maybe play action, draw the pass, draw the run uh, rushers in, then dump it off somewhere. Um, and you have to block Micah Parsons, whether it's run or pass. You have to block him. Yeah, I think. See, here's the thing. They're Rushers are all top-notch, but their run defense is not that great. So what can we do to – but they're going to come in expecting us to run because we've got JT. So what can we yeah. do to allow their rushers to rush past everything that we've got going on, mm-hmm. right? How can we encourage the rush while still being able to run past it, you know? So, you know, play action is going to be key. I think play action – and the quick game and some screen passes 
we have not had a successful screen game, intentional screen game. I think that's going to be the key to allowing to be those rush killers. Yeah. You know? So this season, whenever Jonathan Taylor has gotten to the uh, second level and so on, um, he's been really successful. So I think we need to uh, somehow, some way, get him to that level, whether it be play action, let things develop a little bit, screen past him, get blockers downfield so we can allow him to get up to the second level, make those moves around those safeties and everything and how we know he can do that. Um, I think we just need to be able to get him out in open space to let him do what he can do best. Yeah, yeah. And I think really we got to play like it's the fourth quarter all the way through the fourth quarter. I agree. We've had some games where we've played really well in the fourth quarter, and we've had some games where we haven't uh, closed it out well. If we play every single snap like it's in the fourth quarter all the way through the fourth quarter, I think we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I think we've had a good shot at things. But if we're going to start slow, if we're not going to close it out, it's not going to be successful. Yeah. All right, what are your matchups to watch? I mean, I talked about Parsons. Yep. I'm going to go Parsons, like whoever we put on them, probably double teaming. We don't know who right tackle is going to be with Braden Smith out. Mm-hmm. So that's challenge. Uh, we need to do whatever we can to stop him. Uh, also, the wide receivers, whenever we're on defense, I want to see Gilly try to lock up CD. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Gallup as well. He's He can be a threat. Yep. Um, see who he can, um, who's going to cover him, and if they can do it well and efficiently. Probably Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And then also Dalton Schultz, any linebacker or maybe safety that catches him. Yep. Yep. Uh, kind of, you got to watch those safeties uh, against Schultz and where he's going to be mm-hmm. uh, down those seams. Um, and then, honestly, Pitt and Diggs. That's going to be a matchup. Can yeah. Pitt? What can Pitt do against Diggs? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's even if it's not a, anything productive, I'm fine with that. If as long as he takes Diggs out of it, and maybe it opens up something for Paris, maybe it opens up something for Alec uh, that you know Pitt can just keep Diggs occupied. Yeah, right. I agree. Um, and then you got to watch out for Pollard. You got to watch out for Ezekiel Elliott. And so um, I'm actually looking less to the linebackers, more going Grove and Buck. Okay. Let them lock those guys down in the middle. Um, Because for the most part, even Pollard likes to run up the middle. Mm -hmm. So uh, leave it to those big guys in the middle to do what they're there to do. Mm -hmm. And even... Even Zaire, whenever if he if they get to yep. the second level, even our second tackler in the whole league, Zaire Franklin. Yep. Even if he can get in there and do some dirty work. Yep. Yep. Keep racking up those tackles. Yeah. Right. Prediction time. What do you think? Uh, I'm kind of go gonna go with the same NFC East trend here, seventeen sixteen. Not gonna go the same score. Colts are gonna lose by one point, twenty one to twenty. All right. So we could go 17-16 because that's been the NFC East trend. You went with the one point. I don't even think it's going to be that. Uh, I think that our defense can do a little bit better against the Cowboys than some other teams have done. So I'm going to go 20-13. to 13. Cowboys beat mm-hmm. the okay. Cow- uh, Colts. Yeah. 
Well, there you have it. There, as they come down to visit us, that's where we think it's going to end up. Um, but uh, where do you think our picks are going to end up? I don't know. I guess we'll see after this. Lexus with Alexis. That's my mom. It is everything you need for gut health to make you feel better from the inside out. Look up my mom, Alexis Hall, on Facebook to connect and get started today. Okay, here we are, the unstable pick six. Honestly, this is my favorite segment on the podcast. It, it has become that uh, now that the Colts are playoffs uh bound exactly so um and of course we're gonna have my backup team in here my nfc team in here the niners oh yeah i'm gonna ride that might be talking about them a little bit more because they finding some success don't look now they're at the top of the nfc west yeah yep um so last week's games giants cowboys on thanksgiving I had the Cowboys. I had the Giants. And you got that. They came from behind and got it. For me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both had the Titans against the Bengals. Yep. Missed that one. Mm-hmm. Bears, Jets in New York. I picked the Jets. I picked the Bears. Jets came out on top. Yep. Uh, we both had the Commanders versus the Falcons. In Washington. And we got that one. Yep. Uh, Saints, Niners, I think. This is kind of a no-brainer. Both picked the Niners. Both got it. Yep. And we both picked the Eagles against the Packers, and that seemed like a good call there. Mm-hmm. That puts me at 41 and 23 on the season. I'm 36 and 28. We both kind of split this. Both yep. got four wins. Doesn't matter how. Both did it. Yep. So, uh, this week, here are the six games we got going on. We're going to keep tabs on the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Just in case we might have a shot at it. Yep. Uh, so the first one up is the Jags and the Lions. What do you got? Well, it's in Detroit. Both of these teams have pretty solid running backs, but Etienne's hurt. So therefore, because of that, I mean, also the Lions played really, really well on Thanksgiving. Because of that, I'm gonna go Lions. Yeah, I. This is a tough one because the Jags and Lions are. Because the Jags and Lions are both kind of starting to hit a good stride. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the home team as well and go Lions. Okay. Uh, Jets, Vikings, it's in Minnesota. Who you got? Oh, I don't know that there's really much of a call on this one, but uh, Vikings. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings have just been performing really well, and purple's my favorite color. There you go. Another AFC South game, Titans-Eagles. Uh. I hope it goes this way. I'm going to call Eagles because, I mean, best team in the NFL right now. And it's the Titans. I don't like the Titans. Yeah, I don't see that you don't call the Eagles, especially because it's in Philly. Exactly. This next one, it's time for another team from Houston update. Wow, we haven't had one of these in a bit. I know. I wanted to put this in here just for that, but there's a this is a loaded yeah. game, okay? Mm-hmm. So... Here's your team from Houston update. I tried to warn y'all earlier about Davis Mills, Mm -hmm. even before the season started. I believe that was our first team from Houston update. I can't believe one of our very first episodes. I can't believe you're still okay with that as your QB. 
Now, you have your old QB, Deshaun Watson, coming back to town for the other team Mm -hmm. with the Browns. And you're already on your third QB since that time. Because Davis Mills has been benched. Ooh. So, congratulations, Kyle Allen. No relations to Josh, okay? Browns, Houston. Who you got? Uh, It's in Houston. I don't see them winning this, though. It's Deshaun Watson. He's still a great football player, regardless of what he's done. So, I'm going to go Browns. I wish they could both lose. Mm, Yeah. I, like... Can we get another tie? <laughs> Can we tie zero zero? I think that would be amazing. Are you gonna call a tie? I don't know. I, it's what I want, and so that I don't know that that's really gonna happen. But like, I don't want Deshaun Watson to win because of all the stuff. And I like, let's be honest. Like, he's coming in. He's gotta be coming in rusty. Yeah. I mean, he. We're. This is the twelfth game of the season for them. Mm-hmm. Like, he's gotta be rusty. He's coming into a brand new team, brand new system. I think the Browns would be better served just to keep Jacoby in there. But I'm going to go Houston. Wow, okay. I'm going to go Houston, if nothing else, just for that. Uh, I am very interested to see what the response is going to be from the crowd Mm. there in Mm -hmm. Houston. Yeah. Is he going to get booed or how much is he going to get booed? The question may not be if he does get booed at all. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Commanders, Giants, it's in New York, an NFC East matchup. You know what? Giants have been slipping and the Commanders coming up, so I'm going to go Commandos on it. Okay. Giants are still... I love Saquon, so I'm going to Giants. All right. Sounds good. Um, Last one. Dolphins... Niners. Honestly, I think this is one of the hardest games that I've had to call in a long time. The Niners are the three seed. But the Dolphins have Tyreek and Jalen Waddle with Tua. I know. They're a dangerous passing team. So I think if the Niners can shut down the pass, it's an easy win for the Niners. They both have really high-powered offenses. So I think it's whoever has the better defense. Yeah. And I think that's the Niners. So I'm going to go the Niners. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, like I said, this is my other team, my NFC team. So I'm going Niners all the way uh, on that one. Okay. Well, next week is the bye week for the Colts. So we will be delivering another bite-sized blues episode as we will only have four games left in the season after this week. And let me tell you, It ain't going to be easy with the Vikings, Chargers, and Giants before wrapping it up with the Houston. Yes. Yes. I mean, the nice thing is it's home. We should be able to get revenge. Those guys are going to go. Home closer. First of all, that's tough. Yeah. At the Vikings, at the Giants. Yeah. That's going to be rough. This is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.